Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Stepping Forward Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we are going to talk about an interview today. Well, an email. Yes. <laughs> I have words. I have words too. Of all the best words. <laughs> <laughs> um, we Yeah, we're going to discuss an email today that we received from a listener. Um, we're not going to use her name because we did not hear back from her on that right. and we don't want to violate her privacy or anything. Um, so we're just going to call her anonymous bonus mom number two. ABM number two. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So she's such a sweetheart. First thing she said was, so first I just want to say how much I love the show. You ladies are so kind hearted, down to earth and positive, but still stay genuine and honest. I've listened to every episode and your podcast has given me so much great insight into what to expect in my step parenting journey and great advice for handling the typical struggles. It's made me more confident and even excited for the experience. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like knowing what you know going into it and still being excited. That's a good thing. Yeah. So thank you so much. Yes. We appreciate that. We, yeah, this is exactly what we want is to build a, loving community for step parents yes. and change that narrative of like being a step parent isn't always a bad thing. Right. There can be really great things about it that are really fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and in some ways it's so rewarding. It is. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So anyway. moving forward. Oh, I'm just glowing after that review. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, She says, see, I've been with my incredible boyfriend for about a year and a half, and he has an almost four-year-old and a 14-month-old baby. Yes, I know how that math adds up, but when I met my boyfriend, he and his ex weren't even living together anymore. However, when you also throw in the fact that when we started dating, I was 19 and my boyfriend was 25, you can see how we might get some judgmental assumptions. Over the course of our relationship, there have been several attempts for me to meet his children, but they are always shut down by their mom. So my boyfriend still has to go to his ex's house, the house they lived in together, if he wants to see the kids. I've expressed to my boyfriend how much I don't like this arrangement, and he tells me he doesn't like it either. However, his ex was very abusive in practically every form throughout their marriage, so I think he'd rather just try to give her a give her her way and keep the peace, then stand up to her. This is obviously hard on both of us. However, especially now that this weekend is his son's fourth birthday, I'm of course not invited. And this was a while back. So this, this birthday already happened. She says, I keep thinking about how upset I was that I couldn't be there to celebrate his third birthday and how crazy it is that another full year has gone by without any progress with my boyfriend's ex and kids. I've thought about reaching out to bio mom myself, but I've never actually communicated with her at all. My boyfriend had her and I both block each other on all social media as soon as we started dating. So I'm not sure if that would help anything. In the past, I tried seeking advice from the r slash step parents subreddit but got no real help i feel so on the hip right now i was like brain (laughs) how do i say that you got it you're good thanks Uh (laughs) all right she continues i was even told by a few users there that since i'm 20 and haven't met the kids yet i should quote get out while i still can unquote which is kind of common in step parenting it is we hear that a lot unfortunately This isn't an option for me. 
My boyfriend is the man I want to marry and have a family with, and I want his kids to be part of my family too. I just feel really stuck right now and wanted your opinions on my situation overall. And of course, feel free to read this on the show if you like, even though I know I'm not exactly a step parent yet. Thank you guys. Okay. I really like that. Um, This bonus mama sounds super sweet. Yeah. And very like into her boyfriend, obviously, but also really wanting to meet the kids, caring, Mm -hmm. concerned, like wants to sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I think this is a situation that I've seen a lot in step parent groups Mm -hmm. online that they, um, there's somebody who maybe isn't married yet or who's married, but they don't have kids together. And a lot of step parents like get out, get out while you can. And that speaks to the struggle that it is step parenting. Mm-hmm. That it can be really hard for a lot of people to deal with the issues that come up around it. And sometimes it sounds like they wish they had known a little bit more before they got into that relationship with their right. partner. I think too, um, you know, I think the mindset that those people have is like, there's always a choice, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's such a hard thing because... I hate it when I'm struggling and someone says that to me, there's always a choice. I'm like, yeah, but my choice would be to walk away from my family that I Mm -hmm. love and in the end would probably be far more damaging to my kids and my spouse whom I love than sticking it out. Like that's not really a choice, right? right? Like I get that concept of you always have a choice Uh and I get that like inside your head, it can be helpful to think that like, I'm staying and my choice is to keep staying, Uh right? But it's not really a helpful thing to say to someone else, right? I don't think. (laughs) And I think when you talk about choices, I think about the consequences that come with them automatically Mm -hmm. because, yeah, technically we have a choice, but there's not a way to detach consequences from the choice. And if you're not willing to live with the consequences or it's not something you're like, yeah, I definitely could handle that, the choice is a little bit harder. Right. And that's, I have a friend who um, his spouse suffers from a chronic illness. That uh-huh. is the um, same thing that I have. Yeah. Oh, like abdominal migraines. Yeah. But okay. like the chronic throwing up. What Cyclic is, vomiting. Syndrome. Yeah. That's that really one. uncommon. She has that and it's really severe. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, like he'll post on Facebook sometimes like, you know, we're really struggling right now. This is our third time in the hospital this week. And right. like, you know, and people will say things on there like, well, you know, you don't have to be sad. You always have a choice. Blah, blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But like in this situation, you're telling him he always has a choice. Really, the choice is to leave. And that's not that's not cool. Yeah. And like, Over something small like finances. And I know it can be stressful. Trust me. Yeah. I know it can be stressful. It's so stressful. But I'm yeah. like, why would you say that to someone when, right. they're, like, when they're already having a hard time? Yeah. yeah. And he, he's not saying their relationship is struggling. He's saying they're both struggling. And so is their child. <laughs> like, right. Oh, uh, it just. It makes me crazy, guys. Yeah. And I think with this kind of in the situation with this bonus mom, um, we had sent her an email back to try to get more information from her about her situation. And Mm -hmm. we didn't get one back, which is fine. Um, But it just, it's hard to know without specifics, like what to say. And I think 
some people, I don't know, some people are just, they don't know the specifics. They don't know the ins and outs. They don't know your relationship with your partner. They don't know a lot of stuff. And so it comes from like being uninformed and right. <laughs> bad choices about what to say yeah, to people. It's hard to give good advice when you don't really understand the situation. Exactly. Yeah. And the intricacies of the relationships. Yeah. And that's kind of what we emailed back to this bonus mama. And just said, it's hard to say without knowing some specifics. What's bio mom like emotionally? You said she was abusive, but how does she handle things? Like if she, um, if you did email her or if you did text her somehow or say, I want to be in a part of these kids' lives, how would she react type thing? Mm -hmm. um, is your boyfriend emotionally stable or does he have some healing to do from the trauma that he experienced from the abuse in their relationship? Um, what's the custody order? That kind of thing. So I responded back to the email and Rachel can add anything that she wants in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if there is not a custody order, I would suggest getting one in place and um, also finding out why bio mom doesn't want the kids coming to the boyfriend's house. Cause on the surface, it seems really controlling. Mm -hmm. um, and if like he's coming from a situation of abuse, it just seems like it's another effort to abuse or control or somehow like manipulate the situation. Right. And I get that his kids are young, but they're not that young. They're yeah. old enough to, to be doing, especially the four-year-old to be doing overnights with dad. For sure. I agree. And yeah. if they live in the same town or close by enough that he can go over to her house mm -hmm. anytime. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so my recommendations for this bonus mama are getting a custody order <laughs> and if she doesn't have one in place because, um, that can really help and it can, it's a legal document that can help back up her boyfriend's efforts. Right. And then if it's not followed, then there can be consequences for bio mom. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, can be, not always are, but can yeah. <laughs> happen depending on the court situation. So custody order could help talking, just having sit down honest conversations, like with your boyfriend, what's your fear of him or what's his fear of talking to the bio mom about this? Is he afraid that she's going to be abusive again? Is he like not healed from the trauma of their relationship yet? What is the fear that he has around this? And without knowing that it's hard to know what advice to give. Right. Also, I, <clears throat> I want to be careful with this, but I would also want to know if, um, if your boyfriend has any proof of the abuse, yeah, any documentation, because that is also pertinent in a custody court situation. Definitely. Which I think could be really helpful. And I think it's hard because there's a stigma against men being abused by women, but it mm -hmm. still happens. Oh yeah. They're just, people don't believe it as much and they question his manhood and. Oh, it's so hard kind of because my husband was in that situation and you know, it's especially when there's only like one police report or one hospital visit or whatever. Um, People are like, oh, well, it was a one-time thing. Right. And it's like, okay, you're familiar with domestic violence cases. Have you ever seen a case where the first time it was reported was the first time it happened? Right. Because I have not. Right. Me either. So I don't and, know. It's really upsetting to me. Yeah. And which is totally understandable because a lot of, there's been a lot of, and it's necessary, recognition of abuse um, of females by mm -hmm. males. But we also have to recognize that it goes the other way. Yeah. Anyone can be a victim of domestic violence. Exactly. Yeah. 
So that would be um, my suspicion about why he does it, because he's afraid of upsetting things, mm-hmm. not wanting her to get abusive again, not wanting to get hurt, just kind of not wanting her to withhold the visits that he actually does get. For sure. That's yeah. a huge one. Yeah. But I kind of at the end of the day on this one, I would say that if your relationship with him is going to survive and thrive, you have to be a priority to your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And somehow he has to figure out how to set boundaries. Because right. if he can't, that's going to cause problems in your relationship down the road. And that's something that we see a lot um, in step parenting groups, just the kind of putting bio mom first, the fear about setting boundaries, the fear of losing time with kids, mm-hmm. tying, in, tying in with the guilt of like maybe the relationship ending or not being able to be there for your kids as much as you want to be. Um, we see that all the time and it all combines to equal not being able to see the kids very much, which is tough. Right. And it sounds like they were married. So there should be a court order in place because states now require in the divorce that you set up a parenting plan. Yeah. If the divorce is finalized. If it's finalized. It could not be because we see that too. If it's not, then he needs to get on that. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's, this is a really interesting situation that... Um, it's really hard when when parents are withholding the kids from the other parent. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think really quick, too, sometimes it feels like there's not a legal recourse because some people will say, call the police, and the police are like, this is a domestic thing. We can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. And unless you have thousands of dollars to go back to court, there's nothing necessarily to enforce it. Right. However, there is always the option of going to court pro se. Mm-hmm. And most states have a self-help center where you can research and file, or they'll have a law library where you can talk to the library. Li- yep, librarian. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I think you'd be surprised how knowledgeable librarians can be. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so and pro se is just um, where you are the lawyer for yourself. Yes, you yeah. aren't hiring somebody else to do that. Sorry, no, I you're fine. Said that. Yeah, you. <laughs> You represent yourself. You file your own paperwork. You um, are the one that stands up and talks to the judge in the mm-hmm. courtroom. Um, if you feel pretty good about being able to write and and format the documents, but the whole actual filing process feels tricky, you can actually hire an attorney to file documents for you mm-hmm. that you've written on a limited scope. Uh-huh. They'll usually proofread the document and then file it through the electronic system in your state. That's cool. Um, and it's quite a bit cheaper than the full representation. You just have to have an attorney that will actually do it. Um, and a lot of firms will do it and they'll just give it to one of their newer attorneys to do it. Okay. And it's like pretty quick for them to pump those out. So that's just an FYI. I am not an attorney. That is not legal advice. It's just some knowledge I have from personal experience. Uh, yeah, and thank you for sharing that disclaimer because we definitely cannot give you legal yeah. advice. <laughs> um, but it might be something worth looking into and seeing what do we need to do to get this revised? Yeah, what can we do to help? Because the kids' best interest um, probably isn't seeing their dad in that position, and probably right. not seeing him around somebody who was abusive, likely continues to be abusive to him. Mm-hmm. Just It's just kind of a tough situation, I think. Right. And that's one of the markers of an adverse childhood experience is seeing a parent being abused. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, 
That's a whole other topic. It is. And we're going to talk about that one too. Yes. But I think this is important to think about and talk about. I saw a post yesterday and this ended up in a, you should lay in kind of post, but it was a lady who, um, I can't remember if she was dating or married to the guy and she was the stepmom, but he would go over to bio mom's house for Christmas and the stepmama wasn't invited. And then he and the bio mom would take pictures together alone without the kids. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> and so everybody was like, uh, probably not a good thing. Like it sounds like an unhealthy level of attachment or relationship still between them yeah and a lot of people told her to leave but then she was like well I'm pregnant with his baby so it just complicates things and it makes it really tough yeah yeah I think setting boundaries with somebody that you used to have that close of a relationship with is really tough and then there's that part of you that's like I, I love them or I did love them and I don't want to hurt them but that other person might be behaving in a way to you that's very hurtful and and showing you that they don't care about your feelings. So, um, and that's from bio parent to bio parent. And then when step parents get involved, it's even more complicated. Right. All right. So, if you guys have any feedback about this topic or anything you've heard, um, please reach out to us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also wanted to announce. Um, a contest of sorts. Yay! Yay. Contest. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're looking for is we would like um, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be choosing a random winner from our new reviews. So we're going to ask that when you write your review on there that you include your Twitter handle um, or Instagram, let us know which one it is so that we can actually find you again to get you your prize. Can um, I actually revise that? Yeah. Send us a screenshot and then we can send you a message too so that we know that you submitted it and let us know who you are. Oh yeah, that works So too. screenshot it, email it to steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com okay. and let us know, hey, this is me and this is my username. Listen to Sarah because she does all the social media stuff. So. I listen to lots <laughs> of podcasts and that seems like the easiest way that people do it. <laughs> okay, perfect. So do that. The prize that you could win is um, basically a legal-sized vinyl cutout that you could put on your car or in your house or in your office like the vinyl will stick pretty much anywhere it's true um and you get to choose what quote you would like for that um so ideally step parent related but then again it's like eh, it doesn't really have to be uh-huh. so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will choose it um let's see when should we choose it by the next time we record november 16th we yes. will choose a winner of people who have submitted reviews to the podcast. Yeah. Custom vinyl. So actually, we, we do you want to do it for more than one week? We could do two or three winners. That's true. We could. We'll keep it ongoing for a little bit. Okay. So keep, good. keep those reviews coming. Um, but yes, so it's a custom vinyl um, designed for you by my awesome husband. Yay, so. awesome husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. That's All right. Cool. <laughs> All right, you guys. So if you have any questions or any thoughts on this, Rachel talked about, you can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email. Um, you can send us a letter if you want. <laughs> We probably won't get it for a while because, yeah, you know, the post office. Don't do that. Yeah. They don't have an address for us. 
They're like, it's like the North Pole. They're like, two-stepping forward podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Dear stepmoms. (laughs) You guys have a great weekend in the meantime. Keep keep on on stepping. stepping. Only what love in this heart don't know.